Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Wednesday edition of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipaldo. We'll talk about all things that are now Pittsburgh Steelers now that the season is over. We know that Mike Tomlin is staying, but what does that mean for what's coming next for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they'll definitely want to be making changes to get better? All the things that they can and maybe will do all here in the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Ray Fittipato, one of our Steam Steelers beat writers here at the Post-Gazette. Find all of our written work con- written work at postdeskgazette.com. Find all of our podcast content on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube by searching for Post-Gazette Sports or the North Shore Drive podcast. We have daily content that comes out on our podcast platforms, but you can find the North Shore Drive podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here talking about about Pittsburgh sports. Uh, as always, our show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you go to Mike's Beer Bar, you're going to know that you're at the best bar in Pittsburgh because they have over 20 televisions to catch whatever sporting events you want, but they have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are from the local area. 80 of those local beers are available on tap, and they're always changing new ones in and out so that you get a new experience every time you go there. It's an amazing place. They have amazing food. Go to Mike's Beer Bar today. We'll have more on them later. Ray, we now know that Mike Tomlin is going to be sticking around. There were rumors swirling around nationally. Did he want to go? You know, were the Steelers going to fire him? We, You and I, we had talked about this on our own time. Like, we're pretty sure the team wasn't going to fire him. If it was going to be a decision to, for them to split, it was going to be Mike Tomlin's call. And we now know, thanks to Jerry's uh, reporting and everything, that Mike, Mike Tomlin isn't going uh, any in, anywhere next year. He's told the team in a, in a players meeting that. And it does bring up the question, is there going to be a contract extension soon right. soon in your mind? Does that happen soon? Because he's on, he, this is this next season is the last year of his contract. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big question. So that's, that story is only half over, right? Because Mike Tallman announced to the team that he's coming back, but the contract extension obviously is the next big domino that has to fall there. And um, I have a hard time believing that Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin had a conversation yesterday. You know, they got back late. You know, um, he talked to the team like at one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so I don't even think parameters of any contract extension were discussed. So that all has to be hammered out. Um, I can't see the Steelers going into a season with a lame duck head coach. That's not the way they've ever operated. Um, but the details of that contract are, are going to be big. So, um, and, you know, one other reason, Chris, why you would want to get that done sooner rather than later is the OC search, which we'll get to later in the show. But that new offensive coordinator presumably is going to bring in some of his own coaches. And all of those new guys on the staff are going to want some assurances about 
who they're going to be working for. So mm -hmm. to me, that contract extension has to get done before you hire the OC or shortly thereafter, if you can convince the guy that, yeah, this is going to get done. Um, so, I, you know, I think that'll happen in the coming weeks, maybe a month or so. Um, but that is a big second part of the story. Um, it's not over yet. They still have to come to terms on a deal. And um, right. if, if you believe all that stuff that Jay Glazier was throwing out there, maybe it was a big contract negotiating ploy. Maybe Mike Tomlin does want more money. Maybe he puts the COs to the test here. This, this story um, is half over. We have to see what happens with this contract extension next. Just looking it up real quick, the he signed his last contract extension in April 20th of 2021. Uh, we go back there. So I, I personally had thought it was a little bit earlier in the process before the NFL draft. So I think it's going to be interesting to see when this one comes, if it does come. And, but I, I'm right with you. I expect it to come because, like you said, if you want to hire a good offensive coordinator and you want to replace people on staff, you want to hire people with the, you know, people don't want to jump into a burning ship. They want to jump into a place that they, they know that they're going to be safe for at least two to three years. And that's where I think that they're looking at with, uh, with trying to make these hires. But before you do any of that, you also have to make sure that Mike Tomlin is, uh, is, is there. And I think him telling the team that he's there moving forward is important, but you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing here is though that the Steelers, aren't just sitting on their hands and keeping Mike Tomlin. They're believing that, hey, he's not the biggest problem right now, which I think is, you know, an accurate thing when you look when you look at the, the Steelers' issues right now. They had a third-string quarterback in the playoffs, and, you know, they, they had an offense that started to find its feet very, too late in the season. But I think the issue is, as people had been pointing out with the Fire Canada chance all, all year, they need an offensive coordinator who can set things straight and get this offense going much earlier in the year so that you're not at the end of the year thinking, oh, this is our identity. This is how we should be playing three weeks before you're, you're in the playoffs against a very good Bills team that might go on to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, you know, they're 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 as talented as they as, as they come out there. So I look at I look at this, Ray, and I just think like there are there are things they need to do at the top of the priority list. You could talk about quarterback, but as far as structurally, I think they have to find an offensive coordinator soon because a lot of these coaches are being let go. The Browns just let go uh, uh, Alex Van Pelt, who was their offensive coordinator under Kevin Stefanski. Um, there's and there's other co other coaches out there. You want to get in the in in the market now while there's still fresh guys out there to make your pick and then start yeah. formulating your coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball for the future. Yeah, I mean, you have to get into the new era of the NFL. And, um, you know, I know there are reasons why Mike Tomlin has wanted to play conservative over the last couple of years, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the playoffs. You, you mentioned the Bulls could be a Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, that game plan was terrible, I thought. You know, you, you're relying on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren to go in there and win you that football game. The Bills stacked the box. They're playing single high safety. And you don't threaten them down the field once until I don't know what it was midway through the fourth quarter until they took a deep shot. I mean, it was, it's, I mean, it, it, it's backwards thinking in this day and age of the NFL uh, to go into a game thinking you're going to win a playoff game that way, especially on the road. Um, so they got to change everything that they do on offense. I, I think they have to clean house. Maybe you keep one or two guys. I don't know. Maybe you keep Alfredo Roberts. Um, you wouldn't keep Eddie Faulkner a running back. I don't know. I mean, he, he, like to me, if you're associated with Matt Canada, you know, mm. prior to being with the Steelers, why not just take a, 
you know, just move on. It's not saying Eddie Faulkner is a bad coach. It's just that sometimes change needs to be made for, for other reasons um, as well. I think Mike, you know, Mike Sullivan's a good quarterback coach, mm -hmm. um, but you know, he's part of that old staff and I know he wasn't a Canada guy before he got here, but he's just associated with all the last couple of years and all the, the mess that, it, that it was. So um, yeah, you got to go out, hire a, a young, bright mind, somebody who is um, in tune with the passing concepts of the NFL in, in 2024 and just move forward. And um, if, if Mike Tomlin needs help making that hire, you know, hopefully there are people in the front office. Listen, Andy White has connections to the Ravens, the Eagles. Uh, he, he knows plenty of people. If Mike needs, you know, an ear there to, to, to figure out who they might have to bring in. Um, but uh, I, I don't think you can go forward um, with Eddie Faulkner or Mike Sullivan as the, as the full-time OC going forward. No, I, I agree entirely. You got to look outside outside of things. And it, I mean, as far as the game plan, I agree that there was there were times they needed to take shots, they needed to back the Bills off. But I also think it's interesting that you know that's that's a game where I'm I'm not putting it all in the game plan purely because you know as, as it stands, if George Pickens doesn't fumble a nine yard completion uh, at the start of a drive where they could have that, that could have helped open things up because it forced the Bills to start honoring things. If he doesn't fumble that. That, that's another way that, that's another way that the game fell short on them and then they they get the they finally do get the offense moving and then Mason Rudolph throws an ill-advised pass for an interception if he hold, if he just if he just throws that pass away and they at least live to fight another down they can they have another chance to score in, in that situation um I, I think the turnovers were the biggest part of part of that loss there um but certainly there were things that you know could have been done better game planning wise uh, as far as far as the offensive side of the ball um but you know that's a team that you know, need that that was the Bills are a clearly better roster, and they went into that game. Uh, the Steelers went into that game knowing, hey, need to win the turnover battle, and they lost it by two, and they and, and they lost the game by two scores. And I think that that's uh, that certainly played a huge factor into into how that game played out. But all, with all that being said, Ray, I think that when you look at it, like you said, part of it is the Steelers. Their identity had been in the last three games, you know, letting Mason Rudolph take occasional shots, but leaning on the run game, whether it was Jalen Warner, Najee Harris, they had bowled over the last three opponents with the run game, including the Ravens. And that's where I think they were trying to lean on to hopefully make things easier on Rudolph to, to, to get, to get the, to get the offense going. And I think if you're a team that figures out who you are a lot sooner, you have more counters to different things. You can, you can play off more, more plays because you've had more success all season long. The only success this group had was in the last three games, um, you know, largely with with scoring. So I think part of that, like you said, is finding a new guy. I want to talk to you, Ray, about how they find that new guy and other people they could be looking for in this in in his in his upcoming offseason to replace across the staff. We'll talk about that more here in the North Shore Drive podcast. But first, what I what I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Whether you're in for a Steelers Steelers uh, Steelers weekend with or we're watching the playoffs without the Steelers, whether you're in in, in town or you just want to enjoy a, a sporting event, uh, at, at, you know somewhere where you can sit with your friends, watch anything from NHL hockey to NBA games, college basketball, all of those things can be enjoyed right at Mike's Beer Bar because they have over 20 televisions. You can even reserve a television with a table so you and your friends can watch whatever sporting event that you want. But when you come in for Mike's, when you come into Mike's, they have over 500 different available beers. 
300 of those beers are local and 80 of those local beers are available on tap. You can also get a flight to try out any of those different options. And they're always switching new ones in and out every single week because they want to feature all the different amazing breweries from the Western Pennsylvania area. They also have amazing food like their steak on a stone meal where you, they, you choose how well done you want your steak with every single bite because your steak comes to you on a heated stone. You cut that piece off. Every piece you cut off, you press it to the stone and you choose how well you want it done. It's amazing. They also have seafood on a stone and it's an, they're all amazing options. Go to Mike's Beer Bar today to get the best sports fix and the best experience, the best bar in Pittsburgh. When you get there, tell them Chris sent you. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Ray, so you talked about guys on the offensive side of the staff. Do you have any idea or do you have any thoughts on the potential of replacing defensive staff? Because, you know, the, def- the defense did give up points in this game uh, against, against the Bills. Or do you see that as more of a group that, you know, that was a th- they, they finished in the top 10 in a year that they were heavily injured? Uh, in as far as far as scoring defense, uh, is that a group that needs to that maybe needs changes at Terrell Austin or anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that can go either way. You know, Austin's contract is up. You know, I, I think he did a fine job. You know, I especially with all the injuries, Chris. I mean, I can't knock him for for anything that went on here. I mean, they were playing with inside linebackers who weren't even on the, on the roster at midseason. Uh, they were banged up in the secondary, and they they, they need changes on defense too. I mean. They cannot ignore the defense any longer in the draft. I mean, they, they've just paid too much attention to the offense in recent years, and you need to get young talent injected into that unit ASAP. And that'll be a talking point that we can go over before the Senior Bowl, which um, you know I'll be headed there in a couple of weeks. But um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Um, but I think this can go either way for Austin. Does he want to come back? Um, you know, and coach again. Does Mike Tomlin want to move on and just maybe bring in some new blood? Um, I wouldn't be surprised either way what happened there. I, I do think, um, you know, Carl Dunbar also could move on. You know, I think that defensive line is, is just average now. And I know Hayward's injury played a big role, but, you know, I, I mentioned it in my report card, Chris. Um, one sack for Benton, two for Hayward, three for Ogunjobi. Six sacks among the yeah. starters. Um, all season. It's just not good enough. So Dunbar could be on his way out. You know, I think they like Grady Brown. Brown will probably be back. Curry will be back. But yeah, I mean, I think there cer- certainly could be changes on the, the defense as well. I think another guy who's definitely saying is Denzel Martin, an outside linebacker coach. He's doing a pretty, pretty good yeah. job as well. But to your point, like, you know, there's certain things that need to be better. Quickly about the defensive line here. Cam Hayward opened up about how he's he played the entire season injured. Even before he was injured in week one, he was injured in training camp, and he thought that he had properly rehabbed it. Uh, and he said, I think it was it was his groin, and he thought that he was uh, he had been doing a, a better job, uh, or he thought he had done enough of a job to recover. And was you know the time he took off during training camp, uh, you know, set him straight. But when he played in that first game against the Niners, he took a hit that kind of forced it forced his groin to be completely torn and he had to re- completely rehabilitate and said he went basically went through a 12 week process in 6 weeks to get back and ready for the Steelers um and he said he, you know he never felt right all season long this is a guy who's going to be 35 next year uh yeah. when, when when he when he plays again um you know we've seen defensive linemen stick around and fight through things like that look at Fletcher Cox for the Eagles right now um but 
I do wonder if that plays a big part in how the Steelers built forward because Cam Hayward is the is still the captain of the team. Like he's still the guy that I think everyone gets behind. He's the yeah. he's the heart and soul. Um, even if T.J. Watts is undisputably the best player, uh, but I do wonder how much of that is part of like Cam Hayward. He had ten sacks in each of his last two seasons before this right. year. Is that something you think he can get back to? Maybe not necessarily just ten sacks, but if he can get yeah. back to seven plus sacks next next year if he's fully healthy. That could also be something that opens up other guys on the defensive front. It could be that simple, but I do agree with you. They need to add more talent around him because even if he does that next year, who's to say he's going to do that the year after that? Yeah, I mean, listen, once your body starts to break down, and he had multiple injuries, groin, mm-hmm. he overcompensates, not groin injury on the other side, probably overcompensation. He mentioned a knee injury as well yesterday, which – you know, never showed up on the injury report, but here we are at the end of the season and he reveals he has a knee injury. So that's funny how that works out. But, you know, I wouldn't bet on him being a double-digit sack guy again. I mean, just because of the injuries. Um, Listen, he's a $22 million cap hit next year. Um, You know, the dead money, I think, is $6 if you move on. I don't think they're going to move on from him, but I do think they have to get that down – you know, what they did with Roethlisberger, right, uh, in his final season, they renegotiated the contract. What did Ben play for the last year? It wasn't anywhere near what he was going to play for. So if, if right. were wants to come back on the terms of, um, you know, a much cheaper deal, I don't know what that number would be, Chris, maybe $5 million. I, I don't know. They, w- they would have to talk about that. But if he wants to come back, you know, you mentioned the leadership aspect of it. Maybe if he's healthy, he could get back to – being a seven sack guy, but um, you know, it's unfortunate for the Steelers. They're almost forced to bring Hayward back and Ogan Joby back. And we could talk about his contract too, because the Marvin Leal hasn't developed. Isaiah Loudermilk hasn't developed. I mean, who are they going to put in there if they move on from Cam Hayward and um, and Larry Ogan Joby? There's no yeah. else to put in there. So you're almost forced to keep at least one of those guys and probably both of them. You know, if, if Hayward is willing to come back and take a big pay cut. I agree. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you need to find a way to uh um to 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 have a have a defensive front that's gonna have talented people. I think Keanu Benton is on the right track. Um, and that he had a really good rookie year for the Steelers. I thought he was a disruptor. I think he could get better as a pass rusher, but you know, against the run, I thought he was doing very solid. Uh, but like you said, DeMarvin Leal, I felt that DeMarvin Leal had a strong rookie season. And then he 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 couldn't even get on the field this year, and I think that's a that's a tough situation for the Steelers to be in. And now you you still I think that the defensive line, like everyone's going to talk about center and offensive tackle, and maybe another corner and quarterback and all these other positions. But right up with all of those positions, and those are important. I'm not dismay, dismissing them, but defensive line is just as much of a need as anything else right now, and they need it because, like you said, you know they could bring back Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi for another year. Uh, and and they'll be solid vets. And Cam Hayward might even be better next year. Like maybe not ten sacks better, but you know if he gets five sacks, that's better than what he did what he did this past season. Um, you know, and Larry Ogunjobi, I think, kind of is who he is. Keanu Benton can take a step forward, but they need plans for the future because if they don't invest in that position, it's going to fall. It's it's eventually going to be down to just Benton and then maybe some free agent guys that they bring in who aren't as as talented or as homegrown. And that's got to be that's 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 been the strength of this Steelers franchise over the past. I'd say seven years is that they they had defensive linemen who that they were very confident about. Um, 
And you know, and I think they still haven't found the the complete replacement for what they lost in Stefan to it when he retired early in his career. So I yeah. do think that that's uh, that's certainly a concern there. Um, but as far as as far as other positions, you know, I think there's a lot of different groups that need help this year. And I think that's the that's one of the challenges, right? You know, I think center is a huge priority. I think you cannot go into next season with Mason Cole as your starter uh, with the way that he played this season. And I also think offensive tackle Dan Moore Jr. is another guy. I think that he kind of showed you all season long. He, he wasn't the answer there. And those two positions with defensive tackle make the trenches a priority uh, when either in free agency or in the draft to find answers and soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know the way that Omar Khan and Andy Weidel want to build this football team. Andy has been very transparent when he's met with the media. It starts and ends with the trenches. And they went and got Broderick Jones last year. Um, you know, they got Washington, if you want to count him as, as an extra offensive lineman to help the running game. And those were good additions. But, you know, you could talk about center as well. I'm sure we'll get, get into that in the coming weeks. Um, you could talk about left tackle, right tackle. You know, does – does Broderick Jones automatically go to the left side next year? Um, if he does, Dan Moore can't play on the right side. So you pretty much got to move on from him or put him on the bench. And then all of a sudden you need a starting caliber right tackle in free agency or the draft. So they've got some big decisions to make here. Um, um, I talked to Broderick Jones yesterday. He said he's open to staying at right tackle, but this was his first exposure to right tackle. He's always played left tackle. If he was playing his natural position, how much better would he have been, um, you know, as a rookie? So there's there's a lot that has to be, um, you know, uh, discussed here by the Steelers in the coming weeks and months. They got plenty of time for that, but there are a lot of questions here, both on the defensive and the offensive side of the ball. One of the big questions will be at quarterback. I want to talk to Ray about what the Steelers could or will do at quarterback on the other side of the break here of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co, where buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Whether you're trying to get to the ticket booth or you're trying to get trying to find the best tickets from scalpers, it's, there's a better way to beat both of them if you're trying to find tickets up to the last minute for an event, and that's by going to Game Time. You can download the game to map right to your phone and you'll be and look up your event and you can see the tickets that are available uh, at all times by seeing by, by looking on your app and when you're seeing those tickets you're seeing what those tickets go for and the best prices that you can get but you're also seeing the view from those tickets so you know you're not getting scammed uh for, for your money there and and game time is so confident they're going to give you the best price they promise you that if you find tickets in the same section row for less somewhere else after you bought tickets on game time game time will credit you 110 of the difference of those prices snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game to map create an account and use code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to the website gametime.co. Terms conditions apply. Create an account, redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Ray, let's talk about quarterback because. That is going to be a major talking point until we know, even when we we know what what what's gonna what the at least the room's gonna look like. But yeah. 
I, I imagine there's going to have to be some significant moves made this offseason. Uh, right now, the Steelers have under contract Kenny Pickett on his rookie deal, Mitch Trubisky on his extension that they signed him to last year. But Mitch Trubisky got benched for Mason Rudolph, who came in, won three games straight, and I would say gave a gutsy performance in the playoffs. Like He wasn't, like I'd say, particularly very good or anything like that, but he hung in the pocket. He gave them chances. Even after his, his interception, he kept fighting. I think that was a, a spirited performance by a, by a backup quarterback who – wasn't sure if he was ever going to get a chance this season. Um, but with that, I think there's going to be a big push. There's a lot of Steelers fans that wonder if Mason Ruff can be re-signed by the Steelers. What do you think is his market in in free agency? No one wanted him last year, but is winning three games at the end of the season and then what he did in the playoffs enough to maybe have changed that, that maybe teams might pay him a contract that the Steelers might not be able to pay if they're trying to fix other parts of this roster? So do the Steelers want to think about how they constructed their quarterback room. They had Mitch Trubisky as the highest paid backup this past season. We're very close to it. I think he and Taylor Heineke were about 1A, 1B with their salaries. Um, he's gone. I mean, you, he's a number three quarterback. Yeah. They could save $3 million. He's not going to be back. So no. when you want to talk about keeping Mason Rudolph, I mean, his – What's he worth? I don't. I don't have a great feel for it. As you mentioned, Chris, that's what I'm. He didn't have a lot of suitors in free agency, so I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't have Mason Rudolph as my highest paid backup in the league. I mean, I think. Right. What did they pay him two years ago? Five million after his so. contract yeah. expired. You know, I'd be willing to pay him five million a year. Um, bring him back, and then you would have Kenny Pickett. Um, is that enough, though? Do Do you need another veteran? to come in there and push for the starting job. I mean, when Mike Tomlin talks, we, we presume it's going to be later this week. Um, he does a season-ending press conference. That's the biggest question he has to answer. How do they feel about Kenny Pickett? How does he feel about Mason Rudolph? Is there going to be a competition? Is Kenny going to be yeah. crowned the number one going into the offseason? These are all things that we don't have the answers to. And I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I don't have a great feel for what they're thinking. I think under the old regime of Kevin Colbert um, and Mike Tomlin, I think it would have been status quo. I think they say, hey, we got a quarterback on a rookie contract. We're going to bring in a new OC. Omar is a different breed of GM, and I think Andy has, has brought in different ideas as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe a little bit of a surprise here and how this quarterback situation unfolds over the offseason. So – that number three quarterback, and I'm not saying number three on the depth chart, but that next quarterback to replace Trubisky, that's going to tell you which direction they're going to go. I, I agree because I'm, I'm right with you. You can't keep Trubisky after the way he played this season. You free up some of the money that you can, um, you know, by letting him go at some point this offseason. Uh, and, and then I think you try to see if you can bring back Mason Ruff because he knows he knows your staff. Like, you're going to have a whole new offensive staff, but he knows Tomlin. He knows the team. He knows he has a relationship with George Pickens. Like, there's value in having that. And, you know, if you bring him back and you don't, like, go and get, like, a super quarterback candidate, whether it's a first-round pick that you traded up for or a highly paid, you know, other free agent you brought in from somewhere else, you know, you have let him compete for the starting job next year. So, you know, see what happens with that. Um you know, and, and I'm not ruling out Kenny Pickett being the starter, you know, as a potential thing for, for next year. But I, I'm right with you. Omar Khan moved a lot of ground last year to change up and to make, get aggressive. And the Steelers, I think, benefited from it. All they, they had a lot of rookies that they, he drafted with his first draft class uh, who were major contributors this season. 
And right. they also made, you know, free agent moves to, to, to build things up. Isaac Sayamalo, I think, was a very awesome pickup for this offensive line that helped stabilize a lot of things. So what right. might he do at quarterback? There's people wondering about Justin Fields in Chicago. Could that be a thing? Um, you know, could you know, could the Steelers find other help elsewhere? You know, what's up with Kirk Cousins? What about what's up with Baker Mayfield? Guys across the NFL right now. Um, those are all candidates that you that you could consider. But at the same time, you know, there's also these other these other issues and going for a quarterback like that, like trading for Justin Fields, whereas the Bears, they might they probably do want to move on for Justin Fields. They're probably going to use one of those top picks this year to go get a quarterback, but they're probably not going to give up Justin Fields for less than a third. And that's, you know, whereas, look, Justin Fields, you know, there's there's, there's talent there for sure, but you kind of need as many picks as you can right now to revamp yeah. this the line defense and everything else. And then on top of that, he has one year left on his contract. So right. you're going to have to pay him very soon. So that's going to be a situation right. where either he wins the job immediately and then is the starter. And then you figure and then you make him the franchise guy, or you just traded away a pick for a one year player because right. that's what he's going to be good for. This is not an easy terrain to navigate right now when it comes to the Steelers at quarterback. No, figuring out quarterback in the NFL, it's the hardest thing to do. Um, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one win away from the NFC championship game. Yep. They're playing with Baker Mayfield. What are they paying him this year? $4 million. I looked that up to get exactly, but I think you're, that's around the ballpark. Yeah. It's not a big contract is my point. So, you know, there are guys that you can find out there, um, who will play on a lesser salary, but to your point, Baker Mayfield now, after what he did this year, that's going to (laughs) be. That's going to be twenty million a year, right? Yeah, he is a two point three million dollar cap hit right now. Right? Yeah, so I mean, and he's a free agent, right? He's a free, yeah, but he's a free agent next year. Nothing is, uh, uh, he has void years left on his contract, but yeah, but he, he's a free agent next year. So, so he's going to be available, but he's, I mean, he to me, he he rehabbed his career, and now he's going to be looking for twenty million. Or more a year, so it, it, it's really difficult. I mean, you all, you would almost have to take a shot on a guy like that. Um, and I don't know who that guy would be this year. There's a lot of talk about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson isn't playing for that yeah. kind of money, no. and he's older too. I wouldn't want him. Um, yeah. So, like, who? What veteran would you bring in? I mean, the Fields thing is probably the most likely of any scenario, I suppose. But to your point. You need a defensive lineman. You need a center. You need a corner. I mean, I can, I can run down the list. This is a team that is still very much in the transition phase under Andy White and Omar Khan in terms of rebuilding that roster. So, I don't want to give up draft draft picks unless I'm hundred percent convinced that that guy is going to be a guy that I can go forward with for five or six years after that. You know what I mean? And I just don't mm-hmm. know if Justin Fields is that guy. I mean, like, like there's potential there. He can run. Is he any more accurate than Kenny Pickett? That's a tough question to ask because that's where I was going next is what about Kenny Pickett? We just said yeah. all these quarterbacks names. And we didn't talk about the guy who was the first round pick just two years ago. And yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, Kenny wasn't accurate this year. He, I mean, he protected the ball, but I questioned, was he always going through his reads? I don't think he was, he was getting to his, his second and third receivers and, you know, we saw all the complaints that um, Pickens and Johnson had when he was the quarterback. He runs into pressure. Um, he bails on early pressure. I mean, there's a lot to fix there. So do you count on the OC and the new quarterback's coach 
all of a sudden making that stuff better? Can can you can you fix that? Can, can you convince Kenny Pickett to hang in the pocket like Mason Rudolph does? Or is that just an innate thing that some quarterbacks have and some don't? I don't I don't know. I don't know if he has that in him. So to me, there's a lot to fix there. I mean, I, I suppose I kind of want to see what he looks like with a different OC, but man, there's a lot, there's a lot to correct there. There's a lot to correct. I mean, his pocket, like the, the Mason Rudolph managed the pocket so well in his in his four games. Even in the Bills game, like there were plays where the Bills got pressure, and like the, a play where he took a sack, where it's just like, hey, you got to take a sack here. But he didn't kill the drive with that. He would. They were able to bounce back from that. And there were times where they brought pressure. He found. He kept his eyes downfield, and he made plays, or at least kept the plays alive. That's a big part of what Kenny Pickett didn't do consistently enough this year. On top of not reading the field, on top of accuracy issues, on top of the, the on top of his injury problems, there was a lot of things to go with there. So again, I'm not ruling out that Kenny Pickett's completely done or that he's he can't come back and he can't go be a franchise quarterback for the Steelers. It looks unlikely with the way that he played this year. Um, uh, but at the same time, I'm just like uh, I'm just like like. This this is why it's such a murky situation. You don't know what you have with Kenny Pickett. You don't know if Mason Rudolph's going to resign with you. You probably you, you want to cut um, Mitch Trubisky, but you don't know who you want to bring in after that to complete the room. Even if you were to get Mason Rudolph, there's a lot of tough questions to ask, and that's why the, the top priority right now is to get an offensive coordinator who and know what kind of system you're going to be running. Get in, get in, and you know whatever staff changes you need to make, whether it's Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan, Pat Meyer, Fredo Roberts, uh, you know anybody. You make those decisions now, and then you get you get ready. You get to the, you go to the Senior Bowl, like you said. It's in a couple weeks. Here, you'll be there. You go to the Senior Bowl with your plans to meet certain targets. Um, then you go to uh, then, then you get ready for the combine and you start your process. Then you also get ready for free agency and seeing who can you add. There's a lot of things the Steelers need to do, but hey, that's why we're always busy here at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, making sure you're covered with them. Ray, any final thoughts on how how things are probably going to get approached here uh, as the Steelers try to try to get into some of their early offseason work? Yeah, I mean it's going to be a it's going to be an eventful offseason. Later in the week, I will have my annual cut, keep, or extend. So we'll go down the list of a lot of the big names on the roster, Cam Hayward, Patrick Peterson, uh, Mason Cole, some of the guys who are maybe on the bubble here for the roster in 2024. That'll be in Sunday print, and that'll be online here Thursday or Friday. So something to look forward to for our uh, listeners and our readers. Absolutely, and we'll be back here Friday in the North Shore Drive podcast with Brian Batko letting you know what did Mike Tomlin say in his press conference that we're assuming has probably happened before then, uh, but uh, what did what did happen there? We'll get into all that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks for tuning in. Find all our written work at post-gazette.com. Find all our podcast content on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. We'll see you again here soon on the North Shore Drive podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.